Thank you for joining us here at Crossword Church for this week's message. Our desire is to see people's lives transform as they develop an authentic relationship with Jesus. We would like to hear how God is using this ministry in your life. So take a moment and visit us online at mycrosswordchurch.com. Thanks again for joining us, and we hope you enjoyed today's message. Um, we, we're going to actually start a brand new series, and if you have your bulletin, you see it, and it's entitled mastermind and um, basically the premise of this is change changed mind equals changed life and so today we're going to talk about winning the war for your mind I thought this would be a fitting message to start the new year Because a lot of times at the beginning of the new year, we make a lot of lists, whether they're resolutions or whatever we want to call them. And basically what we're saying is we're going to do some things differently, differently. I want to just look at your neighbor and say, welcome to 2020. Come on, Uh, turn to somebody else and tell them, welcome to 2020. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> now, here's, here's what's important for us to understand. The only reason why 2020 is going to be different than 2019 is going to be based on what's going on in your mind. I'm going to say that again. Because we think things happen by osmosis. Things happen by intentionality. And so, this is a brand new decade. Our theme for this year is kingdom influence as a church, and we're going to unpack that over the next year. However, in order for us to really demonstrate this theme, um, we have to, as individuals, learn how to master our mind, master our thought life, master our thinking. We got to master our thoughts. Amen? Amen. Uh, Too often we are prisoners of our own thoughts. So many voices telling us that we should worry or that we're not good enough or we can't make it. We can't change a behavior. Mastermind is going to be a four-part teaching that will shine a light on the strongholds that have kept us bound. And then what it will do is give us the tools that we can destroy those strongholds. Amen? How many are ready to have strongholds be demolished in your life. I am. I am. I am. And, and here's the thing. When we come to God, it's not that he says, uh, just be holy and be victorious on your own. How many know he gives us the tools, the equipment? Amen? So we're going to learn some biblical truths. We're going to get some practical application. And most importantly, we're going to trust in the healing power of Christ to help us come into a place of transformation. Amen? Amen. Got like two people saying amen. But, you know, (laughs) so, you know, I was uh, in our house. Our house is a little divided. You know, um, uh, my wife, Sister Michelle, and um, our son, Elisha, whom she has trained in the sport of football, and so last night, you know, her and I were sitting and we were watching, you know, uh, the game, you know, um, 
I don't remember who I was playing now, but as you can tell, I'm not that big of a fan of football. But anyways, there is an there, there old adage in football, and coaches make sure that they tell every uh, player about this. And here it is. Um, the team that controls the line of scrimmage usually wins the game. Do we have any football fans here? <laughs> you know, if we were to go just up here yonder, we would see. Never mind. I just want you to get that will, that will down in your heart because we're going to make it practical. The mind is like your line of scrimmage in your life. So whosoever or whatsoever controls your mind literally controls your life. In 2 Corinthians, and this is where we're going to be today, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, uh, verses 3 through 5, uh, the Apostle Paul defends his ministry by sharing on the topic of spiritual warfare in the Christian life. How many know that you're in spiritual warfare if you're a Christian today? Okay. You know, a lot of times it's not, it's not the first thing they put in front of us when we come to church. <laughs> you know. But in this text, we're going to see that Paul starts to show us and unpack to us regarding the spiritual warfare and the fact that we are not called to use natural or carnal weapons of the world in this war. We actually have superior and powerful weapons of the spirit to fight with and to win. So my question at the outset of this message is, are you winning the spiritual war in your mind? Hmm. So let me read the text, and then we'll get through it. I'm going to read it through uh, the King James, New King James, and then I'm going to use the Amplify just to give a greater understanding. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapon of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty to pull down strongholds. Verse 5, casting down arguments and high things, every high thing, that exalt itself above the knowledge of God. Bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Let me read from the Amplified. For though we walk in the flesh as a carnal man or a woman, we are not carrying, um, we are not carrying carnal weapons. We have spiritual weapons for a spiritual war in this spiritual warfare. Verse 4 says, the weapon of our warfare are not physical weapons of the flesh and blood. Our weapons are divinely powerful for the destruction of fortresses, we are destroying sophisticated arguments and every exalted and proud thing that sets itself up against the true knowledge of God. And we are taking every thought and purpose captive to the obedience of Christ. So let me start by defining a few words here in this text. Amen? Everybody tracking with me? Okay, let me define a couple of things. We see the words mighty, the words powered, powerful. Uh, the original meaning of, this, of these words are um, power, might, and strength. It's where we get the word dunamis that you may be familiar with. It literally means um, the explosive power of God. So whatever you have been dealing with, whatever you have been fighting it's important that you understand you have something resonant on the inside of you that's called dunamis. And what it actually is, is the explosive power of God on the inside of you. 
The question is, have you been able to tap that explosive power of God and are you walking that out in your personal walk? Okay. As we read, uh, let me give you a couple more words, fortress and uh, strongholds. Uh, the, the original meaning of this word here, these words here are military stronghold or strong walled in fortress. So as we read this passage, certain words continue to pop up. You know, we see words like war, right? Weapons and warfare and fortress and strongholds. And it, it's, at, it, it's as if Paul is transporting us to the front lines. Everybody say the front lines. Okay. <laughs> of a war zone. In our imagination, we can almost smell gunfire and bombs exploding and smell the smoke all around us. He's putting us there in the realm of the spirit. And the reason for this is because there is an intense warfare that's happening in your mind and it's taking place right now, even as you're sitting in your seat. Here Paul compare, compares the mind to a fortress. He says that your mind is like a castle. It's like a stronghold and it's constantly being attacked. You know, I always say back in the day, you know, 10, 15 years ago, um, you would drive down the street and you would see a billboard that's just a constant fixture. Anybody know what I'm talking about? The older folks know what I'm talking about? And so on that billboard, uh, the, uh, the owner of that billboard gets an opportunity to sell their product or service to everyone that drives down the street. But because we have moved into a new technological era, now we have what I call scrolling billboards. And so when you're driving down the street on the same billboard, instead of seeing one ad, now you can see three, four, five ads. And we understand the principle behind advertising. They want to put a thought in your mind that will evoke a behavior and an action. And so if I say, ba da ba ba ba, okay. <laughs> I know some of y'all are like, okay, you, you talk about a Big Mac, you know. But, but it's, etch, it's edged in your mind. As little children, we learn how to sing the commercials that we see on TV. Amen? And so it's just important that we understand we aren't constantly being attacked. So can you determine who's winning in your mind? Well, let me just tell you real quick. The daily choices of your life determines who is winning. And so here's the question. Is Christ winning in your spirit or is Satan winning in your flesh? There are multiple bad battles that are raging in your mind in which the only prisoner, listen to this church, the only prisoner is you. <laughs> the devil wants to make your mind his spiritual command center. I'm going somewhere today. For your life. So you are the target, but your mind is the prize. Everybody say, my mind. I got to protect my mind, see? Hmm. So what does the enemy do? He shapes your thinking one thought at a time. I always also tell my children, our children this. I said, your thoughts are like a train. They will take you somewhere. 
You don't want to get on a train of thought and you end up in a destination that you did not expect to be. So, he wants to shape your thinking one thought at a time, one lie at a time. Then he gets you incarcerated in a prison of lies. And then he seeks to imprison you in a web of deception. Here's what we, it's important that we understand. That the enemy is the, uh, is the father of lies. And if he is the prince and the power of the air... It means that what the world has to offer us usually is a counterfeit of what God has to offer us. But so many times, because we're not guarding our minds, what we do is we take the thought that the enemy brings or the world brings, and then we become either disappointed or disheartened or despondent. I'm going to help somebody today. So why would the devil be so interested in your mind? The answer is simple. If he can control your mind, he can control your life. Because, because the mind is your central, uh, is, is the control center of who you are. So here's the thing. You're not just what you eat. You're also what you think. My prayer at the end of this message is that we won't just allow random thoughts to just enter into our mind and reshape our thinking and our lifestyle because we were not guardians of our thought life. So here are some daily lies that the enemy sends to us in way of thoughts that we believe. You can't trust people. You won't succeed. You will always be broke. You will never uh, have anything or be anything of significance. You can't let anyone know your struggles. How about that one? You will never be happy. People will always hurt you and reject you. God really doesn't care. So verse 5 of this text says, we are destroying sophisticated arguments. Now, I want to just stop right here because it's one thing to have an argument. It's another thing to have a sophisticated argument. So we have a, we have a young daughter. Um, uh, she's not here with us today, but she has a lot of words. Everybody says she has a lot of words. You know, I wonder why God imbued this young lady with so many. So she will have conversations with you. And what she wants to do is to win the conversation or the argument. And why, the way that she does that is by bombarding you with a whole bunch of words and wear you out with sophisticated words. I love her. We love her. We love her. Because God can use that. Everybody say, God can use that. You know, some of us, God gives... 10,000, some people, God gives 100,000 words that they got to get rid of in a day. If you're married to somebody like that, I pray your strength in the Lord. But, but here's the thing. God gives us gifts for his purpose to advance his kingdom. Amen? So uh, we, we're destroying sophisticated arguments and every uh, exalted and proud thing that set itself up against the true knowledge of God. And we are taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. 
So for better or for worse, the life you have right now, right now, is a reflection of the thoughts that you've been thinking. I know some of you, um, you're like, what? No, no, really, really. The life you have right now, whatever your spiritual disposition is, whatever is going on in the inner core of your person, of your being, is a direct result of what you've been thinking on. So, again, the big idea is change thoughts equal changed lives. Two young ladies grow up in a community that they're not experiencing privilege. Everybody know what I'm talking about. So they are going through the process in a neighborhood that's hostile to them. They both decided that they're going to go all the way. They go to school. They get good grades. And then they decide they're going to go to college and they're going to go all the way. Midway one of them start missing the study times together. And they just start missing the study times. And at the end of four years, one of them graduates and the other one drops out. And the only reason is because one of them chose to master their mind and the other one did not. Two young men go to Best Buy and they get a job on the, on the sales floor. They both love IT and they decide that they want to have their own IT company at some point. And so they go from Best Buy on the sales floor to manager, then they go to Geek Squad. And one of them stays in Geek Squad. And the other one gets a job with another corporation. And in three years, the one in Geek Squad is still servicing computers at Geek Squad at the counter, and the other one is a junior vice president in a technology company. The difference is that one of them chose to master their mind. Those analogies weren't on the paper. Your life is always moving in the direction of your strongest and most powerful and influential thoughts. I'm going to say that again. Your life is always moving in the direction of your strongest and most influential thoughts. If you want to audit where your life is, consider what you have been thinking on the most. Hmm. King Solomon makes this statement. Everybody know who King Solomon is? Had a whole bunch of women around him. He had a whole bunch of money. How many know if you have a whole bunch of money around you and a whole bunch of women with no counsel that you're going to listen to, you're going to end up somewhere in not so good of a place. Amen? And so King Solomon's story, and he, but he makes this statement that we have to listen to. He says this in Proverbs 23, verse 7. He says, for as a man or as a woman thinks in their heart, so is he. So is she. So whatever is going on in the internal environment of your being, your life will reflect it. And some of us have become so cavalier that we just think anything. And therefore, we just act any old kind of way. Think you can and you probably won't. I'm sorry. Think you can't and you probably won't. Think you can and you probably will. 
Dwell on problems, they will overwhelm you. Uh, look for solutions, and you'll probably find some. The glass is either half full or half empty. It's all based on what's going on up here. Because what's, what your thought life affects how you view the world. So feel like a victim, become one. But believe that you're an overcomer, oh my God, and you'll be one. Most of the battles in life are won or lost in your mind. The mind is a, is a battlefield or a war zone based upon thoughts. Either God, God's truth that's coming to you that you're believing or Satan's lies about you that you're believing. Is anybody getting anything from this? Oh, Jesus. I want us to understand um, three mind processes that we go through in life. The first one has to do, and I'm going to do a comparison between worried thoughts and peaceful thoughts. I wonder how many of you are worried today. Brand new year. <laughs> You're worried about what people think about you, about your children, if you have any, about the future, about money, about your job, if you're married, about marriage, about your health. I mean, there is, there is no scarcity of things, no lack of things to worry about today, isn't it? Is it? <laughs> However, there are those who have a peaceful mind where they rest at night. Have you ever, had, have you ever gone to sleep but didn't get any rest? Oh, Jesus. I mean, and you're in the bed and you're looking over at the clock or at your phone. You know, when you go to bed, please turn off those notifications. We're, we're going to we're gonna get the media in a second. But you're in the bed and you really should be sleeping and it's like you are running a track meet in your mind and you cannot turn it off. And you get up, you're dreading 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock because you got to go to work and you recognize that your body have not rested. That's why we say around here, you can't go to Target and or order a can of peace. Okay, some of y'all will get that when you go home. Um, you can't buy peace in the grocery store. So, you know, there are those who have a peaceful mind, meaning there is, they're not walking in anxiety. So is your mind characterized by worry? Or by peace. Let me put it this way. Was your mind characterized, this is better, by worry or by peace in 2019? Because now you get a choice. Everybody say a choice. You get a choice. Number two, number two, uh, negative mindset or positive mindset. Let's just contrast that for a second. Which one are you? Are you generally a negative person? Are you critical about people? You say things like, I can't believe that she wore that, or, you know, who does she think he is, or who does he think he is? I can't believe that he walked in acting like he's all that, 
and a bag of chips? Have you ever heard people make those kinds of comments? Do you find fault easily? Are you discontented? Do you feel that life is always hard and that it's not going to get any better? Negative mindset. Are you a negative mindset person or are you a positive? Positive mindset, I believe the best about people. Life is generally good, and I believe uh, in the goodness of God. I believe he is for me. He's with me, and he's working on my behalf, all things for my good. Which one? Which one? Thirdly is uh, the worldly mind versus the eternal mind. Would you say that you are more worldly? Meaning you think about the things of the world, what's going to benefit me, you know, what I get, what I have, what I want. Or are you an eternally minded person thinking about the benefits of God's kingdom and how I can be more generous and, and be a blessing to other people or how I can serve more people and make a difference in people's lives? And most importantly, how can I use my life to bring glory to God? In a day, on a daily basis. So here's the thing. Here's the thought. What comes into your mind goes out in your life. What comes into your mind goes out into your life. Because remember, your life is always moving in the direction of the strongest, most influential thoughts that you ponder upon. Your thoughts regarding images and words and events and emotions and, and relationships. And these experiences, what they literally do is they create a pathway in your thinking. And we're going to get to that in a second. Consistent thought patterns will deepen if they're positive or negative. What I mean by that, if you keep thinking about the same thing, it's going to become easier to keep thinking about the same thing. Everybody tracking with me? Therefore, the longer you retain a specific mindset, the more your life will reflect that mindset. I can guarantee you, if you listen to these words and take heed of them, things will begin to change exponentially. And old proverbs go like this, and you've heard this before. So to a thought... Reap an act, so to an act, reap a habit, so to a habit, reap a character, so to a character, reap a destiny. And then I added, so to a destiny and reap a legacy. The word so here is a verb. It means give myself to it. Every cause has an effect. You cannot, listen to this, you cannot have a positive life with a negative mind. You cannot have a generous life with a selfish mind. You cannot have a purposeful and productive life with a lazy and undisciplined mind. So again, your life is moving in the direction of your most strongest and most powerful thoughts. Are you excited about the direction you're going? So let's talk about what's going on in our brain. How many want to know that? 
What's really going on in my brain? <laughs> oh, Jesus. Whenever you have a thought, our brain literally redesigns itself around that thought. There's a changing chemical makeup in the brain. Every single thought creates a neurochemical change in your body. So if you think a positive thought, your body rewards you with a legal drug. Everybody say dope. Dopamine. Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, Y'all didn't know we we're going to talk about dope in church, did you? Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, it actually, this, this dope that's legal in your body, it gives you a legal buzz, a quick hit, a thrill. You know that feeling, right? You, when you hear someone uh, share some good news, dopamine. Someone likes your photo or your vid video or your comments on Insta. Dopamine. That's why when you send a text or you, 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 you send a message, uh, you keep looking back. When you post something, you keep looking to see how many likes you get. I know I'm in the house today. And, 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 and every time you see that like number go up, you get a little hit, a little dopamine. And you feel good. You could be a little low on funds. You get that hit, you feel like, yeah, I'm good. I'm good for the moment, for the moment. Someone says, man, or girl, you looking good today. Dopamine. <laughs> it's that little chemical, you know, you know. So what happens is that you think a thought, and the more, the more you think a thought, uh, Scientists say it literally creates neural pathways in your brain. So this, this thought starts traveling in a specific direction, and it literally carves out a pathway in your brain regarding your thinking. Your brain creates a path, a kind of like walking across the grass consistently in the same pattern. The more you think the thought, the easier it is, the easier it is uh, that that thought will remain a part of you. In fact, if you think a thought enough, that thought becomes the default thought in your life, in your brain. So that's why if we listen to the lies of the enemy... He will have us thinking things negative about ourselves and be convinced in ourselves that those lies are actually truths. If you tell someone you don't have enough, if you tell yourself you don't have enough over and over and over again, you actually create a pathway where it's easier for you to believe in your lack rather than God being your provider. And at some point in that process, you actually stop praying to God as your provider because your default mechanism now becomes, I'm just going to always be in lack. Hmm. So in order to change your thinking, you have to change the path that your thoughts 
are traveling on. Is this practical? Is this real? Okay. Okay. For example, if I've got nothing but negative thoughts, I have to stop and say, wait a minute. That thought is not helping me. That thought is not productive. That thought is not from God. Therefore, that thought is a lie. And then I have to make the choice to reject that thought, to literally cast down that thought. So it looks something like this. You know, I'm lonely and I'm angry about it and I'm bored. And what I do, because I have negative thoughts, I binge TV. A little bit of drugs, a little bit of porn, a little bit of sex, right? Because I have negative thoughts traveling in my neural pathways. So here is a fix for that. Whenever you feel like that, call a friend. Get with somebody that's not going to wallow in your misery, but's going to call you out of it and redirect your thoughts to God and the purposes that he has for your life. Or, or you find somebody that you can help when you feel that you have been taken advantage of. How about, it, how about this other example? You're depressed, sad, hurt. Well, I love marble cake. How about this? I love um, peach cobbler. And so, and so my wife cooks some peach cobbler, but I'm feeling this kind of way. So the peach cobbler is in the house, but I'm feeling this kind of way. That peach cobbler is supposed to serve everybody in the house, but I'm feeling this kind of way. And I sit down with the knife and the fork, and I ate all the pie. And at the end of it, I'm stuffed, I'm full, but I don't feel any different. So, so peach cobbler not going to help me, Cake, cake's not going to help me. Maybe some chips, maybe some ice cream to put on top of that. So here's a fix, here's a fix. Um, go for a walk. If you have a membership to a gym that you haven't visited for the past year, Lord forgive me. Um, you know, go work out. Put on some worship music and begin to praise God. Why? Because the Bible have a fix for depression. He gives us a garment of praise for the very spirit of heaviness. Spirit of heaviness is depression. And what the enemy will want us to do is to say, well, you can put that music on, but nothing's going to change. And so your mind starts wiring that. And so instead of going and putting the music on, you decide, I'm just going to put on Cardi B. Okay, <laughs> you know. Jeff, I'm, oh, Elisha. Um, so, okay, how about this? I'm bored and I'm unhappy and I'm tired. And so I grab Insta and I start scrolling. And I'm seeing all these stories. I know they're lies, but they look so good. So I'm unhappy. And then I leave Insta feeling more unhappy about my life. So how about this? Instead of hitting Facebook or Insta, how about hit that Bible app right there? How about hit that, that U version? Anybody have U version on their phone? How about hit, or, or better yet, how about get an actual Bible with pages and leaves that have smell to it? You know, you know, and open that up and talk to David or let David talk to you. Psalms, right? Okay, 
I'm going to lay this on you, and then we're going to, we're going to have to stop. Um, from the text, we're going to learn that Satan wants to capture your mind. We're going to learn that the world wants to contaminate your mind. And then we're going to learn that God wants to have full control of your mind next week. Amen? Amen. Um, I want you all to know that this is a critical message if we don't want to repeat 2019.